is Let's Parent on Purpose. It's your parenting podcast if you want to thrive and not just survive these parenting years. Hey, my name is Jay Holland, and I'll be bringing with me about 20 years of youth pastoring, parenting, foster parenting, and sharing some tips and tricks and mistakes that hopefully will help us all get better as we walk along this path. All right. Hey there, moms, dads, grandmas, kids, whoever it is that uh, you might be. Um, been doing this podcast now for the better part of a year. I think this is, I think we're in the 40s episode wise. And over the time, we've gotten some new listeners and different listeners. So I just want to take a couple moments at the very beginning and say thank you so much for listening. Introduce myself if I don't actually know you. My name is Jay. I am a, a student minister and associate pastor in Stewart, Florida. And I have four kids of my own. They're one in high school, three in elementary, have walked through some special needs stuff with my family and got to counsel a lot of families in various special needs and normal needs. And it turns out it seems like even the most normal of us is kind of special. Everybody's everybody's a bit unique, even if our um, our parenting struggles are often similar. But everybody's situation is a little bit unique, a little bit special. So glad you're listening in. Hopefully you get some uh, some really helpful stuff or even just one little helpful thing that will help you. You know, if you're sacrificing 15 minutes and you get one thing that helps you even just slightly on your parenting, then I, I call that a win. That's better than whatever sad, depressing Justin Bieber song is out nowadays. So you've chosen well. Uh, I would ask one thing, though, uh, as we've had new listeners come along, uh, I haven't asked anybody to do this in a while, but you could do me a big favor a couple ways. Uh, one is if if you know me or you go to the website and leave a comment, uh, just any kind of personal feedback that would help me improve um, whether it's topics that you want to listen to or whether uh, as you're listening, you hear some kind of annoying tendency. I'm really open for feedback and glad to hear it. Um, But also the other thing is on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, however you listen to it, it's kind of weird how podcasts work. They don't give you a ton of feedback on on who's actually listening. So there's kind of like one aggregate website where you can go and and see how many downloads of each podcast uh, are happening. And I've noticed that that it's growing, which is which is cool. Uh, I mean, I, it's it's basically a service that I do out of the church, so it's not it's not like I get paid better if it's growing. Although, if you want to become a sponsor of this and pay me a million dollars, I wouldn't feel sad about that. But but basically, it's it's kind of helpful. You know, the the more that it's growing, the more that people know about it. I just think it makes it better. I think that. The, there's a wider community, better interaction, better questions, and uh, and that makes it better. So if you're listening and you've not done this, if you could take a minute uh, to go on to iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, however you're listening to it, and and subscribe if you haven't subscribed, and then also leave some kind of rating or review. Uh, that just helps other people that are searching through. Like, for instance, in iTunes, there's a uh, – in their section, there's like a family section or parenting section, stuff like that. And and I've listened to some of the stuff in there, and, and sadly, a lot of it is just garbage. It's, it's just kind of like foul language, making fun of – bad parenting, um, which, you know, sometimes it's nice to make fun of bad parenting, but if you're actually trying to get better, then a lot of the stuff is garbage. And I think we've got a good thing going here. I think we've got something that's actually helpful to people. And so if you could do that, if it would be a service, not only to, 
to, to help me out, but maybe to help other parents out that are really trying to filter through what's good and what's bad. Like I think about on Amazon, I barely buy anything without reading customer reviews to find out what's good or not. So if you could do that, that would be a big help. And, and, uh, I'd just say, thank you. Um, so with that, I just want to get into our topic today. And we've been going through this series at our church called messy faith. And, uh, and our, our series is inspired by one of, it, not an obscure Bible verse. It's right there in the middle of Proverbs. So if you've ever done that, reading through a book, a, a chapter a day of Proverbs, you might have read this over and over again, but it's one of those you might have glossed over as you did. Uh, Proverbs 14.4 says, Where there are no oxen, the manger is clean, but abundant crops come by the strength of the ox. And he's like, all right, that's great. If you're a farmer, fantastic. Um what in the world does that have to do with parenting or anything else? And how in the world do you develop uh, an entire series around that? Well, uh, we started thinking about a, a, a farm and a manger and, and, and like just how how dirty it actually is. You know, you watch on TV and animals are cute and clean. But if you've ever actually been to a barn or you've ever been to a farm, there's a unique smell that that a barn has, that a farm has. Um you know, Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger, and it looks so cute and pristine on our Christmas plays. But but what a dirty place. I cannot imagine wanting to put my baby in in a manger or even my grown children. Like we, we, we go, there's this place called uh, – what's that called? Um, up in the middle of uh, River Ranch. That's what it is. Uh, River Ranch is this really fun place in the middle of central Florida – it's kind of a redneck Riviera that's getting too expensive to go to, but they have a petting zoo there. And uh, we'll go through it and be like, okay, kids, pet the animals. All right, now sterilize, hand sanitize, don't touch your face, don't touch anything else. Animals are dirty. And and so as we go back to this proverb, where there are no ox in the manger is clean, but an abundant crops come by the strength of the ox. We realize that really in life, in kind of every scenario, if you want to get anything done, there's going to be a mess. Like if you want to, if you want to be a farmer that has a picture perfect farm for photographs, that's great. But you're probably not going to have any animals, which means you're going to be poor and you're going to be hungry. And in the same way, if you want a neat, tidy home, you want a life that is totally, totally manageable and everything's in order, then feel free to not have any actual friends or family members or get involved or put yourself out in any way. And and then you may be able to keep things in order. Uh, at the same time, you'll probably be really, really lonely. But if you have people in your life, if you're in an actual family, you're going to realize that man, it's it's messy. And and so as I think through, when I start to feel bad about the job I'm doing as a as a dad, uh, or about the job I'm doing as a husband, I really like to go to the Bible and. And I don't like to just go because of the inspirational quotes. I like to go read the Old Testament because when I do, I realize, man, those people were way more dysfunctional than my family. Um, you know, the Bible is a holy book, but it's filled with unholy people who often live really embarrassing lives. And it's actually, you think about it, I, to me, that gives some validity to the Bible. If you were just making up uh, a book that's supposed to inspire people towards God, then the character's that you would make up, I don't think would be flawed in in this way. You know, we we like flaws in our um, in our movie heroes and stuff like that that uh, help them be uh, 
to feel more like us. But when you look at the flaws of the people in the Bible, this stuff is like DCF would be involved or the you know they would be in jail. Uh, here, just think about this uh, in in uh, just some of the Sunday school heroes that that we look at. Abraham married his his half sister. Which, okay, sure, that's great. That's what they do back then, I guess. Um, but then, like, he lied about it over and over again. And the funny thing is he didn't lie about her being his sister. He lied about her being his wife. Uh, so much so that she almost accidentally married two different kings. I guess Abram had the the hottest 80-year-old half-sister slash wife in all of the ancient Near East. Um not only did Abram do that, but he also, okay, he doesn't have a kid, so he sleeps with another woman in order to have a kid. That probably isn't going to fly in most of our modern marriages. Um, then you got Isaac. Isaac's favoritism, he has, uh, he's got Jacob and Esau. I, Isaac's favoritism is so intense that it causes such deep division in his kids that he, he kind of shepherds them towards deceit, fraud, and, and near murder between his sons. You get to Jacob. Jacob's no better. Jacob raised such dysfunctional boys that 10 of his sons sold another son, Joseph, into slavery. And, uh, you know, then they kill a goat, cover Joseph's coat with blood, and take it back to their dad. Like, how heartless do your kids have to be? How bad of a job do you have to have done as a parent where your children sell one of your kids into slavery and then come back and and make you think that that child has been eaten by wild animals and then live with that secret for decades. How bad a parenting job, how messed up do your kids have to be for that? One of those kids, Judah. Judah has uh, Er and Onan, his his first two sons, that are so evil that God just strikes them dead. And, um, you know, in that time, if if you have a wife and you don't have a child by the wife, then it, there's this thing called leveret marriage. So it goes to the next kid and they're supposed to provide a uh, a child for you to perpetuate your line. Uh, so one of his sons dies, has a wife named Tamar. Tamar's passed to, to the next son, Onan. Onan, I, I'm not even going to go into what Onan does, but he displeases the Lord. The Lord strikes him dead. And then Judah ends up sleeping with his dead son's wife, who is dressed as a prostitute. That's how messed up the family is. And then he's so hypocritical, he's willing to let her be burned at the stake when it, when it's discovered that she is unmarried and pregnant until, you know, she pulls out the trump card that, oh, you know, it's it's your baby. Um, that's that's kind of the turning point of Judah's life when he realizes, man, I'm so evil that this woman who is a prostitute is is more righteous than me. And David, King David, a man after God's own heart, except when he was committing adultery and having the Bathsheba's husband murdered on the battlefield by intentionally placing him in a spot where he would die. Um, one of David's sons raped one of David's daughters. Another one of David's sons killed that guy and then started a civil war against his dad's household. These people were, were so messed up that if they were alive today, it would be the number one reality show on TV. I, I, I think that the Kardashians would be nothing on the the line of Abraham to David and and all of the ways that they messed up family. But at the same time, these are the same family members that 
that make up our spiritual heroes. They're the same people that God used to transform the world, to bring to bring the Bible to the world, to bring the Old Testament, to bring uh, the, the law, and ultimately to bring Jesus to the world. These were the people that God used. And, uh, and so, you know, I think as, as you think back to your family, maybe you need to give yourself a little bit of a, a, of a break. Not that you overlook sin, not that you just, you know, gloss over things that are wrong, but, but if you're living in a mess, realize that mess is the way that life is done. Um, you know, real families are always in the midst of some kind of mess. You, you shouldn't feel bad about that. It's not going to be like there's going to be a time where all of a sudden everything is in order in in your family's life. Um, and, you know, my wife and I recently got to go away for a long weekend, and it was such a nice time. And it's the first time in, I think, five years that we've not been um, leaving something overwhelmingly crushingly heavy or knowing that we're getting ready to walk into something overwhelmingly crushingly heavy. But at the same time, like if I were to describe to you our daily family life, there is, there's incredible burden. There are short-term and long-term worries in nearly every one of the kids. Actually, yes, I have four kids and in the short-term and in the long term, in all four kids, there are heavy burdens that that I hope and pray that this thing doesn't play out in this way. Uh, the house is, the, you know, houses are just places for people to be, and you're going to be picking them up. You're going to be cleaning them up. Probably the only time they're going to be really, really clean is right before your company comes over. Um, that's just the way it is. You try to get your family together for dinner. You you put all this effort into actually trying to have a cooked meal and be around a dinner table, and you think it's going to be real uh, uplifting, inspiring Bible devotion conversation, and instead it's it's burping contest and fart jokes and um, kids asking if they can leave immediately because they'd much rather be outside playing with their friends than than you. Um, you know, at least turn the phone off so you have control over one aspect of it, but. But, you know, you, you save up money to go on a date. You actually get yourself primped up. Both the husband and the wife shave. You get a babysitter. And then your kid starts puking as you're ready to walk out the door or you're 30 minutes in, into the date. This is, this is life. It's, it's messy. Um, so lest you be fooled by social media and by television, real family life is messy. And what I just want to encourage you today is stop agonizing over the mess. Your house is going to be dirty. Don't, don't love the filth, but like it's just going to be dirty as long as people are living in it. You're going to go to McDonald's sometimes because $20 for a $5 or, a, or 20 chicken nuggets or 40 chicken nuggets for 5 bucks, whatever they do, it can't be healthy, but man, is it magical because that's a lot of food for a little bit of money. And you're going you're gonna to cheap out and go there sometimes because you can't do everything all the time. Um, it, I, I don't have to tell you that this stuff is going to happen. It's happening. You know, it's, it's happening in your life right now. Um, family life is messy, but it's not just messy. It's worth it. Remember, you're building little human beings. You are shaping humans. 
that's a messy job. Um, in the midst of the mess, you're going to get opportunities to instill things in them that can't be taught in a classroom. It's. Uh, yeah, I was reading even just like on the ministry side of things, it was talking about pastors and, and how it's hardship that actually makes a pastor useful in their congregation. So you go to Bible college, you go to seminary, you have all this training, and it's when a train wreck happens in your life that all of a sudden you're more useful to the people around you. How much more so in your family? If everything goes well all the time, there's not near the teaching opportunities. And if you think it's going well in your life, just start bringing in other people. You know, you turn and you try to try to use your family for the benefit of the world to be a blessing to somebody else. But guess what? People are complicated. People are messed up. The people that most need your family are really going to complicate your family. Things are going to get hard. It's not going to go the way you think. So just live in it and enjoy and take pleasure in the fact that you get to rely on God's grace in ways that you never, ever would if everything went right. Um, you get to bring order to one little piece of the world that otherwise would be in total chaos. And you know what? Tomorrow you're probably going to have to put it back in order again. But that's okay. That's the labor that God gave you to do. Um, just one final thought. Stop coveting other people's messes. Um, maybe you feel like you've been given a particularly unfair load. Um, maybe as you look around, you feel like the trials of this world are are not proportionally spread out. And I feel like I've gotten way more than those around me. You know what? Maybe you have. But at the same time, you, you've been given opportunities to rely on Jesus in ways that other people don't. People that never go through difficult things are shallow people. People that have everything handed to them are are unrelatable and often uncaring about the mess of the world. So thank God that you get to depend on his grace in deep, deep ways. The, the people, the families that have made the biggest difference in my life are people who have been through deep, deep trials, who have extended themselves into the mess of the world, and they've blown it, they've they've been broken, and then the Lord has restored the pieces and, and uh, blessed not only their family but my life in it. So remember, hey, if you're in Christ, you're built for eternity, not just not just for now. And so I can promise you it won't always be this way. If your faith and trust are in Jesus Christ, it won't always be with this way. This is the smallest section of your life. So your manger may be dirty now, but there's a crop in the ground and harvest time is coming soon. Don't give up hope. All right, so thanks for listening. Now, turn off your phone or radio, go enjoy the mess that you're in, and thank God for the people that he's put in your life. This has been Let's Parent on Purpose. It's a podcast and blog ministry of Covenant Fellowship Baptist Church in Stewart, Florida. We would love to see you uh, come worship with us and visit with us if you're on the Treasure Coast. You can go to covenantfellowship.com to find out about our service, directions, and all of that. Also, go to letsparentonpurpose.com, or you can like us on Facebook and uh, keep up with all of our articles and what's going on. This is again, Jay Holland reminding you this is a marathon, not a sprint. Don't give up hope. We're going to make it. Hey, we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.